Welcome to the Hallucination Cafe. I'd like to take you on a journey to an alternative reality, a world of fiction, of horror, of science that doesn't exist. I'm your host, Shelley Ann Wooderson. Welcome to the Hallucination Cafe. Uh, I've been gone for a couple weeks. I hope to catch up. I had a case of laryngitis and I just couldn't talk. So, here we go. This week's story is called The Fly Garden. I hope you enjoy it. I moved after we sold the house. After the realtor sold the house, I'd spent so many years getting perfect. It was the house where the kids had grown up, where my youth had died, and after the divorce, he wanted his half to travel and chase tail. All the equity just sitting there, he said, as if it had just miraculously happened, as if I hadn't worked 60 hours a week and put every spare penny into paying off the mortgage. I'd always thought that owning your home, owning it outright, without a mortgage around your neck, was freedom. Turns out, freedom is forcing the former love of your life to sell her home so that you can go to a nudist retreat in the desert and tan your junk with your newest girlfriend. So I moved. Moved out of the suburbs and into an ungentrified urban refuge where only I spoke English and nothing else. The house was small and old, but the yard was large, and I could afford it, and I knew the real estate value would go up because yuppies were gentrifying everything, even the streets formerly only known as places to pick up crack whores. I wondered if he'd ever visited a hall when we were married. He seemed to date a lot of them now that we were divorced. Well, not divorced. It wasn't final yet. That damn waiting period, like we were going to change our minds and suddenly get back together. I was still so angry. The only reason I could think to see him at all would be to accidentally knife him or force him to eat some almond roca candies till his allergy kicked in and he died choking on the sugar, the chocolate and his own bile. These are the things I thought about as I worked in the garden. I'd bought the house with its old, large fruit trees planted long ago by some dead peasant. This was a peasant's house in a neighbourhood of immigrants and hard-working people where everyone helped everyone else and there is a certain knowledge that money and food will always be scarce. So you do what you can to survive and plant food and keep a chicken or two. I was considering getting chickens. All my neighbours had them. It seemed only fair. The trees in front shaded the front doorstep and the old rose bush near the door grew sweet red roses with the dark fragrance of lust. The backyard had a large raised garden bed running alongside the back of the house. Up on that bed grew aloes and agave. Everything else on the property served a purpose. Fruit for eating, peppers for seasoning, roses for bees and beauty. I wondered what purpose the huge old agave had. I wondered if the original owners had made their own tequila. I was sure they hadn't made agave syrup like the hipsters these days used to sweeten their lattes. The agave and I had an unhappy peace. I kept diminishing it, cutting off the spiny needles of death on the agave's leaves to keep myself from being skewered by the spines, but yet still getting scratched and caught by the leaves. I hung a hammock in the backyard to enjoy my warm sun, tried to tan my cellulite-scarred, veiny legs. I felt myself remembering my old legs, the legs I thought were too big 
too heavy, too curvy. The legs he'd never said anything nice about. The legs of a woman 20 pounds lighter and 20 years younger than myself. The legs I'd never appreciated that I missed so much now. When did my legs turn to cottage cheese and spider veins? Still, these old heavy stumps carried me about well enough. With compression socks, I could stay on my feet for at least three hours before I needed to sit or rest. Three hours was enough to mow the lawns or paint a room. Not that I'd managed to do much. There wasn't much for budget, but at least I'd painted my room so it wasn't the off-white of a rental apartment. The only thing I couldn't control, it seemed, were the flies. They bothered me while I lay in the hammock in the back, buzzing around. I wasn't sure where they came from. They seemed to have just arrived with the summer and not left. I couldn't find any maggots or any reason why they were there. I took a look over my neighbor's fence to see if they had something on the other side that was causing them. But their yards were much cleaner and better organized than mine. I could only aspire to have the neat vegetable garden and prolific fruit trees of my neighbor's. So I kept working on the garden, and it kept me from letting my anger consume me. Rachel, my oldest daughter, came by. She brought me a present, a rototiller, so now I could break up all the soil and replant the grass on the patch of yard that's slightly harder than concrete. She'd made sure to get me the one that plugged in rather than one with an engine. Strange, sometimes I think she doesn't listen to me at all, and then she buys me exactly what I want. I hate gas-powered garden devices. All those years I spent in the garden fighting with the lawnmower just trying to pull the cord to make it start. Apparently, all my screaming was memorable. Usually I'd put off mowing the lawn for too long, put it off because I didn't think it was my job. I didn't think it should be my job. He'd promised to do it, and I'd wait. I'd beg for a lawn service, and he'd say he'd do it, and finally when it got too high and the neighbours would look at me funny, I'd pull that old mower out and pull on the cord and curse, and pull on the cord and scream and rant until finally my rage would enable me to pull the cord fast enough and hard enough to start the old machine in a cloud of blue gas smoke and obscenities. For all the things she remembers about her youth differently than I do, this is one area where she and I have the same memories. I hate two-stroke engines. She couldn't stay long, of course. If she stayed too long, we'd have fought. We always fight. She's always had to be on his side. When she was four and he smacked her for throwing food on the ground, she was still angry at me, not him. Somehow, even when I wasn't in the room, it was my fault. And now him running off to get screwed by strange women her age was also my fault. My failure as a woman to keep her daddy from being the tail chaser he's become. The rages helped me get the place in order pretty fast. At least there's that. The longer I'd worked on the garden, the more I'd seen muscles I'd never seen before. I didn't spend a lot of time lying in that hammock. Although I think the fly trap I brought brought the flies down a little. I spent my days moving and more and more I'd see physical strength I'd never possessed before. I think it was that newfound strength that gave me the idea I could remove the agave. That and the spike that skewered my right hand and took a week to heal. I figured the easiest way to get it out would be to cut it back as much as possible, then dig around it, give it some room, figuring the roots had spread. I brought a battery-powered saw and started cutting off the huge leaves. 
the spikes up and down the sides required gloves and I worked on it for three days every day going to bed with more scratches and wounds but fuck it what else did I have to do day four I had nothing but a root system and a couple of center leaves left and I tried digging into it but I couldn't get more than half an inch down so I went out a couple of feet I figured if I dug the side out of it I could lever it out I hit something hard two feet down I figured it was a big stone. I'd been pulling out little stones as I went and even pieces of concrete. It was like whoever had filled the raised bed had just thrown in whatever they could to fill it up as quickly as possible. They definitely hadn't bought bags of amend organic soil mix from Home Depot at $8 a bag. I mean, I understood. It seemed insane to be buying dirt, especially when it cost so much so quickly and it was a bitch to carry home. There's one thing when the store is willing to load it into your car for you, but you're still the one who has to lug that damn bag out of the trunk and move it around the garden to where you need it. I guess the bags must weigh damn near 50 pounds each, and that's before they get wet. Anyway, obviously whoever made this raised bed didn't have those kind of resources. I was half expecting to find garbage and old tin cans in there somewhere. Whatever I'd hit was hard. Real hard, maybe like a piece of metal. I reached my hand into the hole. It was definitely hard. Smooth, maybe a piece of concrete, maybe a paint can. Who knew? I started to dig in earnest. I stood on the raised bed and started to shovel the dirt out of the bed and onto the lawn. I wondered if I'd need to hire a man to help me pull this damn agave out. I pushed the dirt away slowly. It wasn't a piece of concrete. It was pale coloured and it was connected. It was a rib. Damn, someone must have buried their pet in this raised bed. Made sense. Easier than digging a hole in that rock hard ground. I pushed a little more dirt away. Must have been a huge dog, maybe like a Rottweiler because it was not just almost as wide as the raised garden bed, but almost as long. I reached up under the roots of the agave and scraped away more dirt with my fingers. I was covered in dirt now, my hands bleeding from the small scrapes and my fingernails black with dirt. I pulled away some more dirt and realised what type of animal it was. In front of me was the hand of a man. The skeletal hand, larger than my own, with most of the joints still laying where they'd fallen. This wasn't a raised garden. This was a burial plot. Flies buzzed around my head. There was nothing left for them to feast on. The body had been buried too long ago. I looked up and I understood the purpose of the agave. The agave kept the dead from being disturbed. I thought about calling the police. I could just see it. I'd be on the news. The police would arrive with sirens and guns and noise. My new neighbours would come out to see the kerfuffle. This wasn't a neighbourhood where you called the police. So they would think the police were there to arrest me. The cops would walk in en masse with their big boots and trample all over my new grass seed. I looked around at the fragile grass seed hatchlings. The rototiller had let them root and I'd spent every day for two weeks watering them, protecting them from birds. And they'd all be turned into mud, then dust, and I'd have to start again. Rototill, buy grass seed again. It was almost summer. It would be impossible to grow once the temperature reached the 90s. I looked down at the skeleton. 
His head was still buried under the agave. The roots of the plant probably went down through the skull. I started to giggle, imagining a skull with spikes, a different kind of day of the dead ornament. The police would pull out the agave, for that I was sure. I wouldn't have to hire someone to take it out. But how much damage would they do in return? And if I ever wanted to sell the property, would I have to declare that there'd been a corpse in the backyard? My phone rang. It was the ex. Yes, I said in a voice as devoid of emotion as possible. Hey, do you have the Waterford crystal? The stuff my godmother gave us as a wedding present, I thought, then answered monosyllabically. Yes. I need it back, if that's okay. I mean, you don't drink, and I do, and I've grown accustomed to drinking out of those glasses. I thought I had them, but when I unpacked at the new place, well, I went through all the boxes and I couldn't find them, and I meant to call you a while ago. Yeah, he got accustomed to drinking out of the glasses. I'd gotten accustomed to being married to him. How do you know I don't drink? I wanted to scream. How do you know? How dare you assume that I'm the same weak person you left a year ago? Linda really thought it would be nice to have the crystal. So Linda was the newest one. She must have been the one who unpacked. He would never have unpacked everything. She must be old enough to ask for nice things. Linda's out of town for a week or two visiting her mom. I could come over and pick it up today. Yes, I said. Okay, thanks. I'll be over in a few hours. Okay, I said and hung up. A few hours. I looked down at the hole. I'd need to dig out some more. There was time to go to Home Depot. I needed another fly trap. A couple more agave plants. A few bags of soil. And a bottle of almond milk before he arrived.